Hello and welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly, bringing you Transformers news from around the world. This is episode 186. We are recording live on Saturday, 23rd of March. I didn't change that in the run sheet. <laughs> awesome. Uh, tonight, we're looking at a barrage of new Bumblebee movie news and DVD release information. Unfortunately, we do have some sad news to briefly discuss. And we've got a new seeker coming from the third party market. All that and more coming up after this. Hello and welcome. I am Brad Ostrom Prime coming to you from a little... Well, it's not on a location. People know where I live. Um, in Victoria, joining me tonight, it's the Dynamic Duel Max coming from South Australia. Hello. Hello. How's it going? I've just come off a six-day week, so I'm tired. <laughs> so maybe not, too, not going too great then. No, no. Um, taking on a Saturday morning job, so... My appearance on the show when we record Friday nights may be a little bit sparse heading on in, but apart from that, <laughs> I went shopping today and I found nothing. My target had just got Ooh. in Legends, the Legends two packs of the uh, Siege figures. They had the um, laser beak and whatever its partner is, and the uh, the police car and whatever its partner is, and they scanned in at twenty dollars, and I'm going no. Nah. It's not worth that. <laughs> not with the some of the good legends figures we've got in the past being twenty dollars fine, but these two so little things twenty dollars for the two? Yeah, yeah, the two packs. I couldn't justify paying it for another laser beak. <laughs> Especially for a line that it doesn't isn't put, touching the buttons at the moment. Yeah, it's a interesting price point there with what whatever's going on with legends and at smaller scale right now. It's a bit mm. hard to Way that up. Yeah, and we touched last week about the whole distribution thing. There's been reports during the week that Target, Big W, and some other stores were getting Siege figures finally, Wave 1. Um, and then it seems straight away Wave 2 as well in some locations. Have you seen anything new hitting stores, Siege, I've, Studio Series? I've literally just seen the uh, like little figures from Siege. I've seen nothing of value anywhere else. And granted, <laughs> I don't go to retail that much anymore, but it's, that's halfway because there's nothing there. <laughs> this may go into new acquisitions, but have you seen any bot bots? <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I, I mean, they're not my thing, but I haven't even seen those. I'm like, yeah. I work in the supermarket with a toy section. I haven't seen them there. There's still the little blind bags from the last night on registers here in shops like. You'd think that'd be the perfect prime opportunity and spot for BotBots to be those little registered toys. Like now we're just starting to get the Lego Movie 2 and Unikitty and Simpsons and all sort of stuff in those little blind bags at registers. You'd think BotBots would be the perfect thing to to be at the registers as well. And it must be uh, my, lo must be my location. Because... It seems that for whatever reason, the Transformers fans are really excited about them and then no one else is. Like the actual, I don't, I don't see kids buying them or anything like that, you know? Yeah, it's unfortunate. <laughs> anyway, shall we get on to the show in proper? I suppose we're going to have to. Yeah, we're going to have to <laughs> eventually. Not bot bots, bot shots. Um, bot shots weekly is the weekly Transformers Classic of Australia competition in the TCCA Facebook group. Um, all you have to do is post up your pick of uh, one or more of your bots out of the display and in the real world, and you can go into the uh, weekly, monthly, and a yearly competition to win a prize. Uh, this week's winner is not in the run sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Ha um, posted these, uh, his little Myrtle with the, uh, I'd say, the Titans Return Dinobots. It looks like the Grimlock. Um, I can tell you what turtle is. I can't tell you what figures they are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I think so because that Grimlock's got quite a wide stance there. Yeah, yeah, yep. And it was uh, it was Tiddle Turtle Saurus, like he had the caption there. So amphibian, not reptile, but what? I, I'm turtle. Gonna, I'm gonna pretend you didn't say that. Turtle. Yeah, <laughs> it's a reptile. Okay, I, I didn't think at all then. And <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I never heard that. Good. I might just even delete that. Um, good I work, Josh. Too. You're uh, you're the week four winner. Uh, where are we? We do have a week five coming up, and then uh, the winner will be announced for March, and you'll go in the draw for the end of year competition for a prize that I'll um I'll get organised soon, so people know what they're uh, entering to win. swiftly on and get to the news straight into news Hasbro news that will take us into some news what news comes from by yonder coming up next uh, Bumblebee the movie the movie Tandor movies is uh, about to come out on DVD and everything else it is currently available on iTunes Australia for $25 Ooh. Um, with the digital release, there is some behind-the-scenes stuff and extras that you do get. I've never got these. I don't know. I've Apparently, I've got them when I've purchased DVD, uh, digital copies, but have no idea how to access any of it. I've never but, actually uh, bought a digital movie. So. Oh. <laughs> this is news to me. There you go. But um, some of the extras, we got some um, really nice digital images of the uh, character renders from that one five-minute scene that everyone loves and forgets about the rest of the film from Bumblebee. Here we got RC. Now, the quality is not the best. I'm guessing these someone's grabbed these off a of screen cap or something because <laughs> yeah. this it, it, definitely isn't HD. But um, um, If you want to... Oh, do you want to... I can just bring up my poster. I've got um, a couple lectures in there. There's a video of like a little spin around and it... Basically, it freezes on various characters during the opening sequence. And so we've got mm. some pretty nice views of him. Like the best detailed looks we've gotten at these new CG models. Yeah. And this one, definitely a big one being Designation Starscream, where all previous, <laughs> it was supposed to be Blitzwing. Um, Max, you were saying before that uh, we've seen a Blitzwing character in the first trial, but by the second trial, this seemed. Like the blue shins and blue arms have been added to the character mold. Yeah, so it's like it's a slightly different model as well with a head. So yep. it's like started off as that Blitzwing model and became Starscream. And it seemingly coincided with the character being announced as Blitzwing. So mm. you know, not to harp on this again, maybe, but probably, <laughs> probably started production as Starscream. Well, you may as well because it's not going to come up in the deleted scenes or anything. Come no, up a little bit like, later. It's like it's like that G1 Megatron deleted scene. Yeah, you know, it's like we're we're never going to actually know what that Megatron looks like, and it's a real shame because like seeing that Megatron and figuring out what exactly went on with you know, Bloodswing and Starscream would be you know two of the biggest unanswered questions from a movie. Well, we might, but we'll get to it in a couple of stories it's, time. <laughs> if it's like the other movies, then we'll find out 10 years down the track. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I love the Seeker design. Um, we've, got, we've got RC here. Mm. It's interesting in the alt modes too. It looks like they've just copied things off Wikipedia. You know, it says car, motorcycle, spider. Like, it's not for the movie <laughs> itself. It's just RC as a character over the years. And there's no, that's a good thing about these modes that we get across the board. There's no apparent rob, uh, alt mode kibble. Um, they're on Cybertron. There shouldn't be any Earth modes here whatsoever, even though Prime. You get things that are like, could be parts of alt modes, but it's not explicitly that is from an Earth mode. Yeah. You know, like you, you can't tell what RC turns into here. You look at the things in their back and it's like, yeah, she probably turns into something, but you don't know well, what. Well, it's a backpack. <laughs> yeah. It's kibble. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting too, like, there was a lot of talk about, oh, this is such a short scene, why do they make up all these new models? Well, if you look closely at RC, and you can see this on a couple of other characters in terms of their hands and um, sometimes in the crotches and feet as well, uh, RC here is actually almost, like, reuses a lot of the shatter of a model from shatter. 
<laughs> so her arms from a biceps down, those are just straight up Shatter's arms. Those legs that you can see her feet, yeah. Shatter's feet with the extra brute going around it. And then the reason why she's so boat legged would be because like the actual animation model that's underneath Shatter's detailing would have had those massive bow legs. And so they've just reused that. Hence why RC looks a bit odd here. The same looking feet as Lockdown as well. <laughs> and that's... <sighs> I mean, retail people... has always been a thing in Transformers. But that's that's the thing. So many people see this as a complete another departure from the Bayverse, but it's not. Well, I think aesthetically, it is. <laughs> bronze bronze even jump then, ship. I, I, even then, I do like that these are G1, but they're not pure G1, you know? They're updated. It's, like, it's a fine they're, update. They're cre- creative. It's like iconically transformers but not slavishly you can yeah you can see this you, mar- you can see it and you can see that's brawn yeah but it's not it's not pure just g1 no brawn, you know he's no like, he's got a circular like collar around his neck in instead of like a big box you know he's a bit more rounded off the head's quite different it's like, like it's a really good mm. way to do it because everyone looks at that in the movie and goes oh that's brawn like that's yeah. really obviously brawn yeah it's also their own take on the character yeah, the two seconds he was on screen, I was like, oh, there's Braun. And then it was gone again. Like, he's clearly got Bumblebee's feet. Like, again, reusing molds as well. That There's Bumblebee's feet right there. Those stupid robot work boots <laughs> <laughs> that they got. But that, that's fine. Like, he can do this. I just, I just hope we get figures for these. I mean, I'd there's love... a sound wave rumoured, but for me, honestly, I'm surprised to see nothing of the Seekers. Yeah. Because Blitzwing yeah. was such a big deal in the movie. And it's, he's got this incredible transformation sequence, sequence and it's like, nope, no Blitzwing. Not and to you mention... All these the, seekers you could repaint. Yeah, like, the repaintability of it all is just astounding <laughs> and you're not going to touch on any of it. It's just... It's do so you not want to make money? <laughs> and um, people would buy them. Yeah. Like on Wheeljack here as well, if you look at his arms there, it almost looks like you know, it's designed to look like the front of a car split apart. You know, like it looks like a toy. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, this I mean, this also screams like a waspinator to me as well. Just just the chest, the wings. Um, he does have a... His proportions are a bit odd, aren't they, for a wheelchair? Yeah. Yeah. You've got a cliff jumper as well. Yeah. Again, Charles. much of what we've seen with B. Yeah, incredibly yeah. happy to see how well that design blended into the site. G1 stuff. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I know, like, even, like, here we go, we, we got the first alt mode or robot mode now that has wheels on it. But, but even, like, they're not... Cybertronian. Yeah, they couldn't, they might not be wheels, they might be, like, hover pads, magnetic maglev pads or something. But yeah, to, like it's just... Prime changes wheels between um, Cybertron and Earth. Like, yeah, but it's just clearly there's no real earth mode there it almost looks like the front of the prometheus from prometheus like in his chest just that that cockpit space shuttle yeah, spacecraft like, like chest on him looks like a slightly more g1 version of the fall of cybertron design mm. yeah. it's interesting too you compare ratchet and Einheim. oh yeah, the life yeah. Of me, i can't tell between the two but it looks like like maybe it's they're just they're in the same sort of stance it almost looks like they've slightly tweaked the sizes of a couple of the parts on the two to make Ratchet a bit slimmer. Yeah, the chest's definitely not as big whether some of those windows aren't painted. And it's like they're practically in the same stance. Like Yeah. It's that like they just scaled things down a bit so that they have the same look, but they're um you know, it gives off a feeling of Ratchet being a medic, Ironhide being a uh, you know big bulky soldier. Mm. And we have Shockwave as well. He does have a big gun arm. <laughs> he does. That is it's one of the you know larger ones I've seen. It's quite thin legs as well. You know, it's quite directly referencing the toy. Oh, we commented on, we commented about that in the trailer, didn't we? About those legs, those big thighs and <laughs> little legs. It's a, it's, I don't know what it is there, but you know, it's a their own take on it. I can respect that. It's interesting. Like, I don't think we have any images here because they're just sort of floating around a place. But there was um. Like in the 360 degree uh, render of him, like the uh, there's like spikes on his chest that sort of reference the prime shockwave design as well. Oh, nice. And interestingly, like people say it might be because of reused assets, but I haven't been able to find anything ma- matching this. 
but uh, on his forearm, there's actually like a dulled Autobot logo. So I don't know if that's like an Easter egg referencing, you know, potential lore for this new universe that hasn't been explored yet, but hmm. kind of, or just like a, I don't know, a, a marge to animated long arm, something like that. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And finally, we have Soundwave, who we've seen plenty of so far. Interesting, it says Cybertronian Jet there. Um, yeah. Like, which, and that, given that's the first one up there, I think that might give us an indication of what the rumored Voyager figure for him might look like. Cybertronian Jet, Cybertronian Tank. It's, it's a, there's a lot there. I wonder if they just pick one and maybe the cassettes are the tank and the jet. Well, the other... I don't know. The other ones all seem to be, like, you know, the first um, alt mode listed is the Cybertronian alt mode. Yeah. Like, and the one that seems to be from a movie. So maybe, like, in Soundwave's case, that jet is going to be what the toy ends up turning into. I, think I wonder. Uh, yeah, Sorry, it could, it could be the same as um, like for War Four whether War Four and Four of Cybertron, where he has some sort of data recording mode or something, and he has the cassettes or whatever in his chest. But I don't need this to con- to transform into a cassette deck. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If, if he's got some sort of jet mode or tank mode or whatever, I don't, I don't see any issue with that. Yeah, um, like alt mode isn't a concern when we're talking here. Like it's, I don't know why people would be. To be honest, it's a silly thing. It, it, this is just, you just want this representation of Soundwave. Oh, people still complain that Megatron's a tank or a jet and not a gun. So. I don't know what to say to most people. <laughs> uh, there's one uh, more photo. What is that? That is Ravage from the front. Oh, so it's not a very good photo. He's um, armored up. Yeah, he's certainly bulked a bit. I don't, it's slightly off topic, but one thing I didn't think about until recently that I did quite enjoy in Bumblebee was that like Ravage was in the film and like you know, he's quite a small and it would seemingly... In- seemingly an insignificant character, they actually play him up as such a big threat. Like, Ravage of all characters. And this whole scene is like, Ravage, eject, and then he's the guy that takes down Prime. I I just thought it was a neat touch, but he, Ravage specifically, was such a big deal. Hmm. Uh, I think that's all she wrote for those. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'll stop. I wonder, I wonder if, even, even if, um, the toy, the toy needing to eject, eject the cassettes and that. Like, I don't know if it's really needed, or if Ravage could be a figure, a Legends or something on his own. The one, the one thing I did want to bring up is this not just a video game load screen <laughs> or character select screen? <laughs> it, does, it does look like that. No, I saw. I seen this. The fall of Cybertron comparisons day one. Well, I've seen there. this in Namara. Yeah. <laughs> selecting Prime or Bumblebee. <laughs> we'll have more on this as the uh, release. Well, as I said, the digital release is out there. I <sighs> I think there's different special features with each release, stupidly. Um, but hopefully what that means is we might see more in the future. Yeah. I doubt we're going to see um, the Megatron deleted scene because in one of the special features is like a motion comic where the Megatron design that they use in that motion comic is just for 07 design. Yeah. So, Which I think that's it's, a yeah. disappointment to people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, like I've, I've purchased the other five films digitally before just so I can have them digitally and that's that's two and a half three gig of space for a movie you know, i i know you, you hit play on the movie and you watch it i don't know how the hell you access any of these special features so a lot of the stuff's wasted um i didn't like bumblebee enough i'm not paying 20 25 dollars for a digital copy i'll get it for 15 or 20 and um just rip 
the DVD from that. But that's not the only Bumblebee news we got to talk about. Uh, as you mentioned before, deleted scenes and featurettes. Um, apparently there is one deleted scene or two deleted scenes, one of um, the original opening of the movie showing B escaping from the soldiers and talking to John Cena and also another one with Charlie and his little, and his little brother. Um, I thank you, TFW. Yeah, okay. Um, Charlie and her little brother washing and cleaning Bumblebee after she brings him home from the scrapyard. Apparently, luck is not with them, so maybe Bumblebee doesn't appreciate having a bath, but I don't know how that would affect the rest of the film when she discovers his Bumblebee in the garage. (laughs) (laughs) Overtones there. Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of the stuff we've heard about what's been cut from the film, what was changed for the uh, the final screening, doesn't appear to be on the first release anyway. I'd love to, you know, like the other week we got you know that big in depth discussion from TFCon, you know, about like uh, going into all these details about what got cut and changed and everything in Age of Extinction. And I would love to hear something like that for this movie. I, I doubt we ever will because of whatever the hell happened in development here. But God, all, all the you know, weird things about how the movie's you know changed over the course of the time it was in production would just be like fascinating to actually know, as opposed to just play guessing games about. Yeah, and I hope there's a featurette Bumblebee um, featurette bring brings the hero from storyboard to screen, which. Um, they they got Travis Knight, they got Scott Benzer on there, which is the IM, ILM animation supervisor, Jason Smith, who's the visual effects supervisor, and Alison Farmer, who's the digital artist supervisor. Um, one big problem I have with behind the scenes or featurettes about the making of is they're all made as if they're coming out before the film. So nothing's like... the okay, there's no spoilers, but they don't talk about plot or anything of the film. It's just all marketing BS. If you've got these people, especially I am, I am supervisor and that, sitting down to talk about the film, say, hey, okay, you're talking about this, it's coming out with the film or after the film. Show us everything. Tell us everything. I doubt they will because if they, if they do that, it's not the best look in the world, is it? It's like, hey, we'd love to know, but... Um, well, they could sit there and say they sit there and say something easy and simple like, "Hey, we first designed this star scream, and then all of a sudden we had to change it into Blitzwing and done some alterations in color here and there. It's the same mold, but it's got different colors or something like something like that. It's not, it's a spoiler for the film, but it's not detriment to the creators or anything. It's just, yeah, yeah, to be." Enough bit of transparency as well, I suppose. Actually, yeah. oh, it's, it's I'm, just I'm kind probably of frustrating to... not knowing. Yeah, yeah, but but even like you get the Travis Knight on there, and like, oh yeah, we're making this film. It's going to be fantastic. Just wait to see it, and then we get some cuts of the trailer and and just shit like that that I just frustrates the hell of me. Like, this is coming out on the DVD release after the film's release. People have seen the film. Not, not too many people are buying the DVD without seeing it at cinemas first. So they already know what the what, what's going on. And you're going to sit there and make behind-the-scenes featurettes and everything else as if it's going to be played as a trailer before you go and see the film. It's just... It frustrates me. Why, why even bother? <laughs> you're not adding anything new to the film whatsoever apart from you sitting there saying, go see the film, it's fantastic, even though we've already seen it and paid the money. I mean... There's a difference between adding something to the film and obviously just promoting it, you know. It's, I, 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 get what, I get where you're coming from, though, but really it's mm. pretty common. Yeah. Not since Dark of the Moon have we seen a tie-in comic for a live-action film, and we're getting a Sector 7 Adventures uh, Battle of Battle at Half Dome uh, comic run. Uh, it doesn't say how long it's going to go for. No, no, that's digital. Um, so we're going to have a short, I'm going to say it's a short run comic series of uh, Bumblebee. And interesting there, we get that sound wave we just seen 
in Cybertron mode, and then we're getting the uh, Dark of the Moon laser beak and a really weird frenzy that has. He's got prime Starscream jet intakes on his shoulders. Don't ask me what's going on at that Rumble. Yeah. The fact that he's blue and Rumble. Well, we're going to, it's blue, so we're going to say, oh, it says and Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> and Ravage, which is a lot more wolf like, especially Ravage in that space. Fine to me. Um, Laserbeak's weird. Like, it's te- It's definitely, it's not a Dark of Moon design. It's a hybrid. I, yeah. It, Laserbeak with feathers doesn't do it for me at all. You know, the, I feel like the point is he's a bird like a Cybertronian. He's not a bird. You know, he doesn't like flap his wings. Mm. I don't know. It's mostly me being pedantic, but it's it's a weird little thing. Well, there, it's definitely that's definitely a darker moon toy with those red red tip feathers. But then they're here fighting him when Cena arrives. It seems because that's definitely the um, that early B design where he's the Willis Jeep. The oh, that's brawn. The where? The oh, and then the muscle. Oh, okay, that's interesting then. So we're going to see what what comes out of this uh, comic as it gets a little bit closer. It, it is interesting that's brawn there. So yeah, he basically just shows up and punches Soundwave. <laughs> um, interesting era on Earth. <laughs> Moving on more into their movie news that. Uh, Apparently, the Optus Prime solo movie has been halted and they're going full long into a Bumblebee 2, which I don't know why Bumblebee 2 couldn't be a, so- a prime movie. Um, Apparently, Bumblebee 2 is like a prime B buddy cop movie. <laughs> yes, and then unfortunately, of course, Lorenzo has been saying things and has stated that it's going to be a buddy cop movie. Probably. Don't let this man talk. It's probably going to be like Lethal Weapon, which a lot of people don't know about, don't remember, don't care about, and that Optimus Prime's role is going to be most likely like Danny Glover's character in the Lethal Weapon movies. I don't want to hear Optimus Prime saying I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> I don't. I kind of do, to be honest. <laughs> now, now that you've said that, it's like I can taste well, it. Well, it, it, it might. It. That's what I want. <laughs> and might might make it more understandable why the flip gets switched and he just comes out in Dark of the Moon and says, I'll kill you all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm beyond too old for it. I'm just I'm just gonna kill you all. Um Yeah. And again there's been a lot of discussion too about um Bumblebee being the sidekick or Robin to the Optimus Batman, if you will. Um Max, you've you've got a couple other things there to add to this as well. Lorenzo has been talking yeah, profusely. Um, basically, Paramount stopped letting Lorenzo talk because he doesn't know what he's talking. So on the same press tour, he says a whole lot of contradictory information. So first is that the next movie is going to be a sequel to a last night, to the last night. He's like, no, the next movie is going to be a reboot, but just a big Transformers movie reboot. He's like, oh, well, okay, next week is going to be Bumblebee. So Bumblebee 2 is going to be Bumblebee and Optimus Prime. And he's like, oh, well, there's also going to be, like, yeah, it's like there's going to be another movie that's going to have more character and more action in it. And it's like, I think he means that. I I think he means Bumblebee 2 and whatever the other movie is, but we don't know what the other movie is. It's just... Yeah, so we know Bumblebee 2 is happening. That's in the pipeline. And that's going to be Bumblebee and Optimus Prime. And we know that there is another bigger Transformers movie coming. And we don't exactly know what that is yet. And that's... Lorenzo's both said that... He has said that it's uh, he said that it's a sequel to the last night, and he's like, "Oh no, it's a reboot." And we don't know if that reboot means 
uh, like set up that Cybertron set movie that has apparently been in production, or if a reboot means something totally different. I'm going to put on the table now. In the next six months, we're going to hear news officially that Michael Bay is returning for Transformers Seven. It won't, and it's going, it, and it's going it to be a continuation. He was so tired of After Five, you can tell. Yeah, but he's done nothing since. <laughs> Uh, the yacht, the yacht, the yacht uses fuel. Needs to pay for fuel for the yacht. <laughs> you know, you're not. Has he? Has he not done anything since? No. Yeah. Maybe no. that's the movie just warm out. He's like, wait, hold on. You're telling me I can make a crap movie and it doesn't make a billion dollars? All right, I'm done. Mm. Yeah, it's all it's very a... confusing because Lorenzo contradicts himself a lot. He contradicts other people a lot, and. Generally speaking, the man in charge of the entire Transformers movie franchise doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, one line here stating that an Optimus Prime movie is like making an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. It can't be done. An Obi-Wan Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan Kenobi movie can be done. Disney don't want to spend the money on it if it's a bomb or whatever yeah. else, especially after Solo, which is a I shame. People, the issue is people wanted. Obi-Wan they didn't want Solo. Well, there. And it's just... It's like people... I, I suppose on that same token, no one really wants an Optimus Prime movie, do they? But like, it's... No one's clamoring out going, hey, make a movie just with Prime. They're going, but hey, you... make a Transformers movie. Yeah, but you get back to after the last night come out and we're talking and all of a sudden we heard news there's going to be a Bumblebee. Solo Bumblebee movie. I don't think any of us could have imagined what that would have been at the time apart from a robot with no voice box taking on for a long time we thought it was all going to be terrible oh wait that's exactly what we got all all the key (laughs) art and everything was just like it was just bay bumblebee and so it was like wait it's just going to be bay bumblebee in the past and it's just bumblebee with nothing else surrounding him and Mm. it sounded pretty horrible and it turned out um by most people's measures pretty good yeah, okay. by most people, yeah, okay. not the minor, not, not minority. Okay, <laughs> they got some good characters around them. So yes, um, the, uh, but that's the, the problem. They're like Marvel, Disney, they're just bloody what's the name? Captain Marvel's about to hit a billion dollars when it was only projected to do like. Thank you, iPad. Um. Like, it was only projected like 400 or half a billion now expecting. It's gone like way beyond that. You've got that budget. You've, you've paid for it. It's just money-hungry people in production studios and not top that goes, oh, no, we can't do an Optimus Prime by itself because we'd have to spend $100 million on the budget and another $50 million on marketing and maybe only get $400 million <laughs> in the box office. It's just... It's just weird. It's it's weird the whole how the whole thing works. Yeah, no kidding. It's odd, consi- you know, the way that they bankroll things, considering, especially when we consider stuff like the last night's budget. But then again, like he says, when I heard that the movie Bumblebee will be made, I was wondering what Optimus would think. Bumblebee was supposed to be Optimus, Optimus's sidekick. No, he wasn't. <laughs> That's why I wanted to write Optimus as I drew him in Bumblebee in detail. He's not Robin. He's a scout. He, he also is. He acts like he he's a guy in chat who made a script for Bumblebee. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe he is. Maybe he really does have that much creative control. But I somehow doubt it. But in here too, like he he concluded the interview by saying he wants to hum, hu, humanize Optimus. Um, how yeah, he's the very most... much like how Bumblebee was portrayed in the Bumblebee wasn't humanized in. The movie, he's, he's, he's an, it's a fish. It's a classic fish out of water he's story. Characterized, he's not humanized. Yeah. The point of Bumblebee is that he's a character, and like he wasn't human. You know what I mean? Like he is this incredibly alien thing who spends half a movie, you know, in a vulnerable state because he's brain damaged. You know, it's like. <laughs> His entire thing is that he's not a humanized character. He's something completely separate that still has emotions and empathy and all that. Like, that's the point. It's not making him human. 
that's the whole reason you have sympathetic yeah, he, he human he, characters around him. He says he wants to humanize Optimus as if like Optimus Prime's character wasn't the only good and fought out thing of about Michael Bay movies. Like if I could point to one through line of those first five movies and say this is a good character plotting, I would point to Prime. Right? And he's like, no, I want to humanize Prime. It's like, well, you've already done that. You know, humanize uh humanize Starscream or someone, you know, who just spends the first three movies just being a you know, a little sycophant. Humanized Shockwave, who's just a grunting mass of purple. Or humanize any number of his characters. Don't go like, oh, I'm going to humanize. Pro- I'm going but to on this. Yeah, I know. But that, that 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 comes back to the the same problem with, or the problem with G1, where every G1 character is a human stereotype. Where in the live action films, they're alien robots. Jazz should not talk and do beatboxing and all that shit. And people have a big problem about that jazz in the film because this is a good place to dig or kick it. Where you got Scatman Crubbers doing the whole jazz thing from G One, where it's just a stereotype. There's a lot of there's a lot of Transformers stereotypes from G One that would not make it there now because people in high places with moral standards would say, no, this is racist or this is not to well, be. I mean, to be fair, I think they did call it racist back in the day anyway. Well, they probably like, did, but no one was. <laughs> Cliff Jumper's voice actor quit because of racism. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I do get what you mean. Like, it wouldn't fly nowadays, and that's probably mm. in a large part why we saw such a heel turn in the last night. But it's it's not just that. Like, it's there's there's lots of things. There's there's the the argument we've we've heard the the classic argument about like even the the O seven movie Megatron not being much more than shredded metal. And that well, it's an alien robot. But then you turn around and have drift or cartoon Windblade being completely human faces on a robot. It's just... and But people love it. It's just... Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, interesting. I'm not sure which one's worse, to be honest. Yeah. That yeah. Shred of metal of this weirdly humanized thing. Yeah. Which is I think just... Bumble- Bumblebee, this movie, stuck a good balance between the two. Except for Cliffjumper, because <laughs> it was just Shut that. <laughs> what? I still don't care why everyone's so hung up on his face. Yeah, I know. I I, I see it, but I, I don't see it. It's <laughs> oh, I mean, the biggest takeaway from that whole debacle with Lorenzo not knowing what he's doing was that he has said he wants the next movie to have more character for the Transformers, but also more action. So I'm like, okay, good, you're learning. That's exactly that's what we want. That's the biggest complaint of the Bay movies and the biggest complaint about Bumblebee, you know what people want to hear. Good on you. Now actually do it. Yeah. But if, if Lorenzo, of all people, is taking that to heart, then I'm hopeful for a future of the movies. Yeah. The moral of this news story is, let's just not report on it and Lorenzo says that maybe you'll disappear. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a half bad idea. <laughs> Oh, speaking of half bad ideas, um, it is with great sadness this past week the Transformers community has lost uh, the writer from Beast Wars, Larry Dottilio, who Beast Wars was my G1. I grew up on that, and there's a lot of the uh, episodes in that fr- in that series that he penned. Like the last one we said goodbye to was uh, Nimoy, which, okay, Sentinel Prime and... Uh, Galvatron, but um, Larry would have penned a lot of the stuff I look forward to and watched four o'clock on a weekday afternoon when I got home from school. So it is a sad day for that. Max, I don't, this may be insensitive, but I don't think you're born then. <laughs> no, I was not. Oh, and that's probably a good place to leave that. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a shame, it's, it's a, especially for someone whose writing was so reputable yeah and it's it's just the fact the fact of life like it's not hopefully it's further away but we're going to start seeing peter carlin and others just because of age frank welker like they're probably in good health young franchise so we haven't dealt with that yet yeah yeah (laughs) so let's move on to some happier thoughts maybe uh make toys have released 
images of their uh, new Seeker MTRM-11G2 Screamer. Uh, a lot in the title, but um, they're doing a G1 version of G1 Starscream. Yeah, so I didn't think they've sort of haven't really milked this mold all that much, but you know, G2 Starscream as a TFCon exclusive seems like a good option for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm astonished at how well the colors work here, to be honest, because like some G2 color schemes are you know like really gaudy and then they work because of that. Whereas this isn't particularly gaudy, it's just bad. But, I don't know, <laughs> make toys somehow. I don't, I feel like they got it to work a bit. Maybe it's because the mold is so inherently good looking. Like it's a beautiful looking figure. I mean, even just the alt mode, like that is insanely good looking. <laughs> yeah, I, I love this thing. Uh, I've got the G1 version on the shelf, and it's just, I think it was my, might have been a figure in the year, of the year for 2017. It was really quite something. Like my. All my G1 Seekers are in alt mode because, frankly, the bot <laughs> modes are absolutely horrible. But the alt modes look fantastic. and It's a beautiful jet as well. Like, yeah. Iconic. Yeah. I should correct. I did say it was a G1 version, but it is the G2 version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, you could have saved yourself. I was, about, I was about to say, why is his chest purple? <laughs> <laughs> that would be why. Um but even though he's got the G1 stickers inside his um, air intakes there on the shoulders and that, so um, yeah, I didn't... The wings and everything. I don't see any Decepticon... Yeah, no Decepticon, logo, Decepticon logos on the wings. You don't see any space for them? Well, they're not... Oh, of course they wouldn't be on there because they're not official. <laughs> that was a brain fart. I am tired. Next up, we have some uh, images and more news... On the Ghostbusters crossover, we got a preview of, uh, I was going to say episode one, uh, copy one, where we have uh, Kremzeke making an appearance. And one news story I say released today, apparently uh, Egon is trying to capture Ghost Starscream. So they are really crossovering, cross, crossovering, crossovering. Nope, neither of those were. They're um they're really going for that crossover between Ghostbusters and Transformers. <laughs> it's a very classic art style there. And then you got yeah. goes a scene where <laughs> I guess Giant Marshmallow Man is replaced by Ghost Starscream, and then Megatron gets pissed off and shoots Starscream. It's interesting. I think we mentioned this before where we've seen him in the art. It's got Megatron's head around his neck, yet Megatron's there alive. I think it's like a fantasy, you know. Oh, like okay. Obviously, Starscream's, yeah, fantasy. So what we got? We got Shockwave. We got Prime, Megatron. What's the, is that other one? Skyfire. Yeah. Skyfire. Yep. <laughs> Skyfire. Um, and we got Gozer coming on here. That art down the bottom is really weird. It's like Megatron. What the hell did you do, Starscream? It really looks like you're talking him down. That's some interesting art. Yeah, it's almost G1 to a fault, to be honest. Oh, of course, we got the uh... the uh, dog things. Or... Yeah. They look very Voltron. Right. So they do too. Like, especially the shape of those legs. You know, yeah, like yeah. Or... Yeah. Well, like, I get like. MMC Predaking vibes, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, true. That's all right. We, um, I might even purchase his first comic and give a bit of a read, see what it's like. <laughs> Lastly, um, Viz Media have announced only just uh, yesterday that um, there's going to be a new art book coming to the market. The book's going to showcase hundreds of iconic images and rare Iconic and rare images drawn from the Hasbro archives as well as development art from Paramount featuring films in an impressive amount of 408 pages. Retailing at $50 for pre-order, which I'm guessing is US, and for $100 US you can get a couple of 
or five um, art prints exclusively for it as well. Max, do you have any of the art books that have come out or even the TF collecting books that have come out for the franchise? Uh, no, I kind of, I feel like I should. Some of them are quite good, but it's like you're way up putting money in them and it's like, well, I might as well buy a figure instead. Oops. Yeah. It's like, it's a, uh, it's the sort of thing where I definitely see the appeal of it. It just hasn't gotten to me yet. It is interesting. The um, the cover image for this story is of 07 Prime from the movies, and <laughs> I mean, uh, definitely at this point, it's pretty pretty iconic. Yeah, and it's saying here that they're going from Paramount Studios feature films. So majority of this might be film related. If this is concept art for the films, I'll be quite happy. If it's the stupid CG renders of Autobots doing unhumanoid <laughs> stances and superhero landings and everything else, I'll be disappointed. But I don't know how you could merge and have a single book of 400 pages with both Hasbro archive stuff from G1 or other series and then the film, unless you're going to do across the decades and do like a uh, progression of the franchise type thing. Well, I think this is just all of Transformers, basically. Yeah. 408 pages is a lot of space to fill. It is a decent book. (laughs) Yeah. But then like a regular hardcover, that sounds like it's a novel, (laughs) not more. um... Interesting. It doesn't seem like it'd be in the vein of some of the other art books have gotten. So, you know, that was like um, more than just a geek spark was that one that came out a couple of years back and that was more than just original art pieces largely done for that book. Yeah, the legacy art, art this one, is, yeah. This seems to be like all archives pieces. So actual pieces of artwork that have been used and had a purpose in the past uh, yeah. being brought back here. Yeah. If this is, if this is unreleased stuff bef- that's come out before... Um, I think they've definitely got a lot of people who are going to be interested in this. It does at least interest me to see what's in it. Yeah, because especially when you get you know bits of old concept art and everything, it's all always pretty interesting to get a get a look at. Yeah. Yep. Indeed. New acquisitions. I went into my target today and found only the uh, siege. Two packs of um, police car and his counterpart, and laser beak and his counterpart, and I wasn't paying twenty dollars for it because they looked pretty shit. Um, Max, anything new on your end? Uh, I wish I could say so. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping one of us. I was hoping you had something. No, it's unfortunate, but yeah, I just find myself not buying very much nowadays. Oh, anything pre-ordered and coming in? Oh. Kind of uh, lasting after that 3A Bumble, 3A Bumblebee at the moment after hearing many good things about it. So waiting for that to come in and then... What's the release on that? When when are you expecting? It's, it's sort of now-ish, really. Like they do a few production runs 3A, so it'll be in at some point over the next couple months. <laughs> Definitely been, looking forward to that. That's a bit I mean, of a window. If you have a, you know, it's ambiguous. It's 3A there. 3A doesn't... Uh, they don't really stick to things. It seems like they're just like, yeah, whatever. We'll make the figure. You'll get it eventually. That's like buying a one dollar power cable from China, and oh, you'll get it by May. <laughs> it's yeah, like basically. what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, and then from there, it's probably figure out um way up whether or not to jump on that Blitzwing as well. Are they doing a deluxe version, or is it just a big version? Uh. Deluxe version. They haven't shown any premium scales for Bumblebee yet. Okay. Interesting. Just going with the little little stuff and seeing how they sell, I suppose. They're like they um they've said they're gonna do them, but they've shown nothing so far. We've got a few few months ahead. We'll see what they come up with. Yeah, three A you know seem to be doing being pretty popular right now, so it'd be interesting to see um how things pan out, especially of all the new material they've got from Bumblebee. So, all right. If none of us have much to talk about. <laughs> That's it. Things. Time to sign off. But before we do, 
there's people watching now. There's people listening now. We want to hear from you. We've um we've made a considerable effort to get on tonight. I'm half asleep. I want to I want to hear from listeners. Um, post up in the uh, Australian Transformers Weekly Facebook page if you're listening, if you're enjoying things, if you have questions, any feedback, anything. Because um, at this point, I was hoping to get about 200 episodes before I'd made the decision. But if we're only going to uh, record when we can, then we're only going to record when we can. So there's going to be some gaps here and there. It might only be fortnightly. We'll see what happens with the show. But it's uh, it's one of those things. We've got some issues going on at the moment behind the scenes. Some of them can be helped. Some of them can't. I've just, as I said before, I had to start working six days a week, which is absolutely hell but you got to pay the bill somehow and hopefully i can buy another transformer second one for the year <laughs> out of it all <laughs> but um yeah we we like we hope we started this just to have a discussion on the weekend about transformers if people watch they watch if they listen they listen that's that's still the thing but if we want to um we just want to see that there's listeners out there that uh, want to keep on hearing hearing what we're saying otherwise we'll just when we have some news to talk about we'll get on and talk about it and publish it if it's every second week if it's every third week if it's once a month that's uh that's how it'll be we'll just see see what happens and wait to hear what uh what happens and from listeners yeah keep us posted on especially what you want to see on the podcast i imagine yeah yeah this camera's doing real things it's like i'm in infrared or no, I'm, I'm, not, like, I'm not seeing it on my end, so maybe it's yeah. being weird for you. Yeah. Hopefully it's fine. My, my, my eyesight might just have stopped reading the red. <laughs> it's now on the blue. It's the blue spectrum. So, yes, again, thank you for listening. Um, everything and everything that TCA is can be found over at transformerscca.com. If you aren't in the group already, Australian residents, you can head over to transformerscca.com. No. You can head over to Facebook and look up Transformers Australia and uh, or TCCA there and come into the Facebook group. Max, me, you, Jason, uh, John, all the guys on the show are there over there to discuss. And uh, Bot Shots is there, so head over there for that as well. Again, the podcast we found over at transformersweekly.podbean.com. The RSS feed is there if you want to download it. We've got um, 186 shows there on iTunes, so you can go back and look at some of the previous stuff, or just stay with what we produce weekly, where we do. Max, thank you, sir. Thank you. It's it's a sleepy times. It's time for sleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good idea. Lullaby, lullaby. <laughs> all right. Until next week. Thanks, Max, and uh, good night, all. Much later.